Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. It's not every day you get to hobnob with an amazing human being who's doing astronomical amazing things in the world to really globally push the envelope and put together films and documentaries that are really increasing our awareness, our consciousness and the vibration of this planet. So I am absolutely thrilled and honoured today to have Lana Marconi joining us for an enlightened conversation. Now, for those of you who don't know Lana, she's, she's actually uh, made to date, uh, with her fourth in production, three documentary films. Lana is an award-winning independent documentary filmmaker. Her three feature films are called The Wellness Story, The Resonance, and New Human, New Earth, New Humanity. Lana has written, produced, and hosted over 50 healthy living television shows on Rogers TV Canada. As well as independent interviews, Lana has authored several books on healthy living. And one of her inspiring stories was published in the Wake Up and Live the Life You You Love book series that included authors such as Deepak Chopra and Dr. Wayne Dyer and became a Barnes and Noble's bestseller as well. Lana has her fourth film, Feel, The Ways of Intelligence, in production at the current time. So it's an absolute privilege to have you on the show, Lana. I'm sure I can learn a lot from you. (laughs) Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. Uh, I just, I'm I'm in awe. You um, have done so many beautiful things to this planet and it is an inspiration to see your body of work today and I can only imagine where it's heading in the future. Um, the, the, I mean, I had the privilege of being on the Q&A panel for The Resonance at, a, at an Inspired Living event film night. So I got to watch the movie and then really... Um, really connect with the messages and and really connect with what was coming through as well from from me and one of the biggest things for me was the way you've captured um people's opinions uh was so diverse and i loved that and as as you're watching it as a as a person watching it you could really sense into the literally the resonance that the frequency that's actually coming through the screen so i found that absolutely fascinating and i really enjoyed that well thanks for mentioning that and i'm glad you picked up on that and um yeah you know for my documentaries what i love to do is take a group of really diverse people and opinions and spin them all together because our strength i found is in our diversity and if we can hold the opinions of others then we can learn so much more from each other as opposed to thinking, oh, you know, this is the right way or just that's the right way and be like having tunnel vision, you know? So, so I really hope with my documentaries by showing all those different perspectives from so many different people that will, it will help to awaken other people to think a little bit differently and to get outside of their own box. 
Yeah, because there'll be people watching it that will be from all walks of life and they'll be like, oh, yes, I get that opinion. Not quite unpotential on that one, but I do feel really comfortable somehow with that and they don't quite know why. And it's, it's inviting people to open their mind, which is definitely one of the principles that I live by. I really feel like an open mind really allows us to take in all the information and sit with it and sense into what feels right for us at that current time. And, and that's what filmmaking is about. It's about opening up the minds of the audience. And if you don't do that, then you're not doing a very good job being a filmmaker, right? So, so I like to produce cutting edge films that inspire people uh, to think. Yeah. And the one that's coming out that I haven't seen um, really, it just speaks to me straight off the bat. I've just got to say the new human, new earth new humanity are just like is that the order of things have i said it right sorry if i haven't oh yeah i got it right i forget i forget the order of the title too it's such a long title so that's why for the fourth documentary i picked one word feel that's it brilliant (laughs) i found when, when i was interviewed and people like some of the speakers in the film were being interviewed, they couldn't even remember the name of the film because it was too long. So. <laughs> I love it though. That's humility for you, sweetheart. Good one. <laughs> um, I, well, actually, I put my hand up to be on the Q&A for that this com- in Australia this coming um, May uh, for, this, for another filming that's, that's coming through Inspired Living Bits because when I saw it, I was like, that's me. Yep. That's me. I was just right up my alley. So I'm, I'm so excited to, uh, to, be a, to be in the audience of that one and then, and then speaking on that topic of unity consciousness, which I love. You, you so eloquently um, popped it together in, in the little intro of that movie. And it's an interesting thing because I hadn't heard unity consciousness before. And then when I was revamping, even though I know I, I, I acted and one of my principles is unity and, and, and so that's one of them the ones I live and, live and breathe by, uh, but uh, the term, you know, unity consciousness. And I was updating my website for Enlightened Conversations and this is back in November and, and I was like, uh, those words came through. You know, it's about we, not about me, and it's about unity and it's about how do we get people to understand that? How can we provide an enlightened view so that we see everything as serving us? And in every... Every, any, anything that comes up in conversation and we can discuss it from that point of view, that we're all in this together. How is this serving us? How is this serving our enlightenment? How is this serving the planet to awaken? Um, so I loved that, the fact that I put my hand up for the movie and then I read the intro and it said unity consciousness and I'm like, of course. <laughs> well, you know, that's, um, thank you for, um, for featuring the documentary and showing it at uh, Living far as living events in Australia. I'm really honored that you guys are doing that. And thank you for personally being on the panel for it. And I'm sure you're going to do an amazing uh, job hosting that. So thank you, uh, Michelle. You definitely have my blessing for that. And, uh, you know, just rock and roll with it. (laughs) Um, You know, one of the things I think that's really important also about filmmaking is that it's about inspiring people to take action. Because I'm sure, as you know, and, and as I know with my background in psychology, you can't change people. You know, we often hear, we need to change the world. Well, we can't. We, you can't change other people. All you can do is change yourself. And in the process of changing yourself and, and, and having an inspired action and living an inspired way and expressing yourself creatively and positively, 
then you can inspire other people um, to, to have a transformation. You know, so that's kind of the pitch that I use when I, um, when I make my films. I mean, I have that running in the back of my head that, you know, I just hope that this inspires somebody. But I, but I don't make films to think I'm going to change because that's so ego, right? That's very ego to think that. And, and it's more just me expressing myself because I enjoy it. I love making these films. I love meeting incredible people. And you know what, if it helps people in the long run, I think that's, that's amazing. Oh my God, that's so exactly, I was having a conversation with Emmanuel Etier in the kitchen um, a couple of weekends ago, and we were talking about why we do what we do, um, because it helps us con to continue to grow. And if we, if we yeah, it's, you're right, it's about ego. If you just think, oh, I'm here to save the planet, blah, 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 blah. It's, 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 it's actually, hang on a second, I have an opportunity to stretch and grow. Um, it's coming to me in the form of perhaps filmmaking or what, whatever form it is coming to that person. So all, all my business is to continue to evolve and grow. I just need to step into that. And then the magic happens because it's like you're sprinkling magic dust everywhere and people go, oh my God, you're so inspiring. And you're not trying to be inspiring. All you're doing is that next stretch, that next step into what I would say is um, our expansion and our, you know, and our true self, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, one of the things that I strive to do just personally is live as close to my creative core as I can. And, and, and being creative really is what, you know, turns me on and what ignites me and and just, you know, makes me come alive. And so, so I hope that comes across, you know, in my filmmaking and that's, uh, you know, that's why I do it. It's, it's fun. I have passion about it. I get to meet people all around the world who teach me things and I'm constantly oh. learning. I think life is all about expansion. And I know that from my background in health that the moment you're stagnant, whether in your, in your mind and your emotions or in your body, that's when disease happens. You know, Absolutely. we know that in medicine. And so, it's really important that people keep moving and expanding, but, but doing that in, in a positive manner and in a positive direction, because we have so much untapped potential. And really, that's really what excites me is, you know, when I make these films, it's like, wow, like what new potential am I going to discover about myself, about humans, about life, about, I don't know, extraterrestrials? I don't know, you name it. I have such a curiosity for it. And I think that's what's really exciting is the adventure that, you know, these films take me on because from one film to the next, I mean, my topics, they kind of seem all over the place, but, but the thread that threads them is, is consciousness and the expansion of consciousness and the ascension process. Absolutely. And it's, I love that. Um, I'm, I feel like we're, <laughs> we've got a similar mission um, because I'm, I'm with that. I, I, I don't really um, mind how many forms that takes and how many flavors and how many subjects and um, because that can, that, that's right. It can be expressed in so many ways and speak to so many different people in that genre or audience or what have you. And I think that, that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like um, the impulse behind us making the movie is we are, we are really curious people and we're really on this adventure of discovery of what, what is this all about? And it's, it's actually a lot of fun when you let yourself step into it and um, explore it. Um, I was even thinking about my, this show, like Enlightened Conversation, 
And I was thinking about the way I was guided to put it together was very much unscripted, uncut, un, you know, unplanned, unorchestrated. It's like, get out of there and weigh and let us have an adventure, please. You know, like, <laughs> let's just go on a ride and let them enjoy ourselves. And, and, and it's that really playful, you know, energy of discovery that really, that opens our minds and that then we can actually let in information that could be gold nuggets and they're just dropping in and we're actually, oh, we've got our hands open and we can actually catch them. Yeah, and that's great that, you know, these types of interviews that you do, they're, they are unscripted. I mean, you do have, you know, a game plan, a direction that you want to take it, but you leave room really for spirit or whatever you want to call it to work through you and your guests so that the golden nugget, you know, can come out. Yeah, I think the less controlled we act, the more spirit can move through us and the more really we can achieve in our life. And so that's all part of surrender, right? hundred percent. I think the more, you know, people get nervous around appearing, or you probably don't because you've done this a million times, but, you know, people, they'll, they'll, you know, turn up and they're all nervous and they think that the enlightened conversation begins as we're pressing the record button. And it's actually the lead up to it. It's how you're feeling in the moment of, you know, being you. You're being called to turn up just to be you. How about that for an interesting concept? Not to, oh, what you've done and da 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 da, which is really interesting anyway. But it's not. Doesn't make you. And it's it's interesting how that people come up against their stuff. And you you probably find this. I don't know if you find this with filmmaking too. Is that people will come up against their ego or their, you know, insecurities around how they should be or appear or, um, yeah, it's just a barrier to really authenticity, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a really good point. I've, I've come up with that a few times. Um, even just doing when I used to do television, I'd have like certain guests that would come on and yeah, granted it's nerve wracking, you know, your first time on the show because it's like live television, we might have callers call in, you know, and it's a huge audience and, but, uh, you know, sometimes people do, they just freeze, like the guest just freezes. And so I'm just left in the moment to come up with material <laughs> and, and I just do it. So it's, it's, and I, and I, and I'm, I think one of the reasons why I'm good at that is just because I just, I'm comfortable with being in the moment and I know that spirit's got my back. I know that it's going to be okay in the long run and just hang on and enjoy the ride basically. Yeah. Exactly. And, and um, oh, I was just curious too, like when it came to um, this new movie feel, um, was there a moment like as you were going along where you went, oh, that's my next movie because of this thing that just happened and I'm really interested in that? Or was it something that had been kind of bubbling away for a while and you went, well, I'm doing that one, but then I'm doing that one. Did you have a process around that? Yeah, well, you know, each movie leads to the next movie. So yeah, it's, um, you know, the first film was called The Wellness Story, and it was about wellness, but really towards the end, it was about the expansion of our consciousness to uh, reach extraordinary intelligent beings other than human beings. And so that led to me doing the Resonance film, which was about extraterrestrials, and that just happened to, you know, I filmed that a few days after I launched The Wellness Story, and it's just through synchronicity and curiosity, and yeah. I just followed I just followed my intuition and I'm very good at following my intuition and then from the resonance it just became well the question was well who are these new humans in this new earth I mean how do how do we get to that place of of cohabiting or building community with advanced intelligent beings 
you know, that's the next question I was asking myself from the residents. Um, so the new human came out and really that was about showing people how the old structures um, are becoming obsolete and then the new earth that's coming in and, and the transition in between. What, is, what can that look like for certain people? And uh, from there it became, well, you know, we need to evolve, humans need to evolve uh, emotionally to a, a certain place, to a certain common denominator, a certain common ground of a certain emotion that we all have that actually gives us access to the mysteries of the universe. I'm not going to give it away because that's part of the film feel, but um, that's really what feel looks, feel asks what is the relationship between our feelings and our higher potential and what is that one emotion, that one feeling common to us all driving all of our destinies. I mean, how cool is that? I love that? it. Yeah. Oh my God, so cool, so cool, so cool. <laughs> and there's a science actually behind it. And when you hear doctors JJ and Desiree Hurtak, they're from the Academy of Future Science in California. I mean, their research at Stanford, and I, I mean, they're phenomenal people. I mean, their brains are just, the information they know, it just blows my mind. So there definitely is a science behind feeling and behind the feeling that's driving all of us. I love it. I love it when science and spirituality and energy and everything just do this and then there's no competition anymore and it's just like, ah, oh, you know, the atom moves in and out of space. What's not spiritual about that, you know? And we, <laughs> we, kind, of get, we kind of get it, you know? Um, yeah. But it's great. I love it. I love it when science rocks the, um, rocks the uh, proof dimension for what we're stepping into with our new consciousness. It's fantastic. So how about you? Are you, what film are you making? Oh, okay. Well, um, I signed on as associate producer for the Oneness Collect Collection with Emmanuel Etier. Uh, so really excited about that. I really felt passionate about supporting it after I um, did some filming with him for The Cure and We The People. And I just had a really instant feeling of resonance and connection with him and the work that he's doing. And I came home and I just went, I want to back this, you know. You know, I just, I, I just, I really want to back it. I just, I feel financially, I want to put my money where my mouth is. I want to back it. Um, and it felt so amazing to do that. I cannot describe it. And then I, and then I kind of realized, oh, I'm an associate producer. And I kind of, it's almost like I fell into it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I fell into producing. Um, but that's the story of my life. I tend to fall into things that I'm meant to do. Um, and then from that, I had a bit of a process that went, from me saying, oh, well, maybe I've got a lot of people turning up. Maybe I can contribute some of what I'm learning to those films as well. And then um, I, I had some more messages come through around um, the fact that what we're doing is quite revolutionary with recording conversations such as ours. Um, when it comes to role modelling, um, how we how we could have conversations with each other because we see a lot of dysfunctional conversations out there in society and um, we see a lot of controlling behaviour, a lot of shaming, a lot of judging, a lot of that stuff going on. And so it's like, well, how can we have conversations that are different? And the power of the conversation and how that actually affects people, not only the people having the conversation, but also the people watching the conversation. Um, and so I got shown that the actual series that we're doing with Enlightened Conversations will be the body of work for a film. And I was like, oh, this is all interesting. You know, it's all unfolding. Um, and so I, 
uh, you know, I guess we're filming right now, so it's, you know, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine where this goes. But uh, I feel like there's a very powerful message around, not only, not only around that message that I just said, but how it's actually coming into being, like the fact that I am allowing it to, to fall into it and I, I am allowing myself to surrender to the process. Um, most of the things that I've been asked to do, but for what I call spiritual assignments to help me grow, I, I haven't had any training in. You know, I haven't had any, no one trained me to, to put a magazine together. I created a magazine in October of 2015, a monthly magazine, it's now quarterly and I've never done that before, you know. Things that um, I'm, I'm asked to do are also for me to expand my capacity on this planet and develop into different areas as well. So that's basically it in a nutshell. It's, 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 a, it's an adventure. It really is. I'm walking the adventure and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm, I'm feeling really grounded and really at peace with it. Really at peace with like people like yourself. You just probably just spirits picked you up and dropped you in my lap and gone, there you go. She's beautiful. She's doing, she's an awesome role model. You got, you know, connect up with her. Just things like that are happening. And Emmanuel dropping in my lap and, you know, just things like that happened. So you've got to trust that process. When you say yes, I think, to stepping into what you're meant to do, the resources just come. They just, they just come to you. You just attract them because you're ready, you're willing, and you're able. Yep. And, and so it sounds like you've tapped into your uh, creative genius with you expanding into magazines, filmmaking, and 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 hosting these wonderful enlightening conversations i mean hands down to you that you are uh, allowing this all to flow through you right and and that's what life is about is allowing that energy to flow through us and us removing the resistance so that we can fully express our creative potential and that really was the top of maslow's hierarchy of needs is our creative potential that's that is self-actualization so you're definitely going in, in the most perfect direction, Michelle. So it's gonna just blossom from there and be incredible for you. And Emmanuel is such an incredible individual and I've worked with him and he's in the film, New Human, New Earth, New Humanities. So you'll have, fun, you'll have fun with that when you introduce the film and, and he's in it. And so, yeah, just, you know, enjoy it all. Yeah. And it's, it's really exciting. It's, it's like a little like um, chapter of, of, of this exciting story that uh, hasn't, I know it's going to be awesome um, because my, I don't know, someone out there already bought the book <laughs> and they told me that's kind of how it feels like, you know, it's like that, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And just stay focused and just keep following it. Just keep yeah. following it. It's a ride. Let me tell you. Yes. And um, I think if you've got enough humility on board where you, I think humility serves us to say, um, I don't, may not know how, um, and, but that's okay because, because of my level of humility that I have, I'm open to other resources supporting me. And I think a lot of the time we think I have to do everything on my own, do, 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 miss independent, which I've come from that history, by the way. Um, but stepping into that zone of I'm willing to be open to whatever, People want to show me, teach me. Um, I'm learning all the time through people. And that, for me, that's role modelling the we, not the me as well. Um, I think sometimes we think when we're in that 
independent space. I'm so independent. Um, I don't need anyone. Um, but what we're actually doing is we're pushing energy away. We don't realize we're pushing energy away. And so it's really great to step into, um, it's okay not to know, I'm completely open and surrendered to this process. And then people go, oh, you're easy to help, we'll help you. And I do. I have had people, I'm not kidding, like this week and last week, just calling me up saying, how can I help? Um, I've got this information for you, this information for you. And it's been amazing. And all these people that I didn't even know they knew that, like, I wouldn't have a clue that someone was specializing in this and that and the other things, you know? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, and in, especially in the film business, it's all about community and networking. I mean, I, I mean, just life in general is all about, it's all about people and relationships. And so that's really good that you're, you know, you're learning to, to step away from that. Oh, I'm strong on my own and I can do it on my own because that's ego talking, right? That, and that's not going to serve you. What's going to serve you is allowing people into your field and interacting with them and exchanging with them energies and information and, you know, um, call it humility or I don't, you know, or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, even as a film producer, you know, I'm on Indiegogo. We just launched a film campaign to raise money. I mean, that's, that's what you do. It's, it's all part of being a producer and filmmaking and and collaborating with other people and inviting people to come in and you know and that's the fun of it and and so it's you yeah it's fun moving into that direction working with other people and uh, just stepping into that yeah absolutely do you um have anything that you like to do that really fills your cup apart from obviously your creative genius <laughs> do you um is, 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 your, is your sort of filmmaking your hobby and your passion and, or, or do you have other stuff that really rings your bells as well? That's my passion. That's my hobby because it combines um, really my first and foremost love, which is writing. And I love to write. And I've always written since I was a little girl. And uh, so, and I love to speak and I love visuals and creativity. So it really combines everything that I love and, and plus my films are about raising consciousness, which is, you know, what I love to talk about. So I haven't really found another endeavor that actually combines all of that. Um, so right now that is, it, it's more of a hobby for me because my nine to five job, if you call that that, is I'm a clinic owner, so I own a clinic and I have patients. And um, so that's what I do during the day. And so my filmmaking is this hobby. It's a craft. I like to think of it as a creative craft that I'm learning, I'm fine tuning, I'm, I'm working through. I know more about editing today than I did in my first film. I know more about camera angles this time around than I did last time. You know, so it's, it's a craft that you're just always, there's no end to learning about it. There's no end to learning. And that's what's joyful for me because my brain wants to learn all the time. Yeah, awesome. And um, what's your family life like? I, do, I know you live in Canada, you live in Toronto, and, and are you, are you, do you have kids? Do you have a husband? No, I don't have kids. I enjoy my niece and nephew from my sister's side, so they're my uh, adopted kids, to put it that way. Yeah, and, and you're, um, I've got to share something with you that ha helped me when I, I've got two daughters. They've actually grown up now um one's 18 one's 16 almost 17 um and 
yeah, I, I, I just love the Chinese medicine and acupuncture and things like that because that really helped me to fall pregnant um, wow. with my second child. So I'm, I really resonate with the, the um, meridian lines and the energy centres and how they work with, you know, the chakra energy systems and how, how they work together and, and just understanding more, more and more about that. Have you, have you done... I remember when I was on Soul TV and we had an episode on the chakras and, and the meridians of the body and we were talking about that. Um, that was fascinating. I was, I was like, am I in this episode? Because I was learning so much, you know, uh, as you do. But have you found that they intersect the, the meridian points and the chakras from your, from your practice? Oh, yeah. And, and you'll see that in a lot of the textbooks too. Um, you know, and even they call them the Dantians energy centers. So there are multiple points, multiple chakras, multiple dantians, multiple vortexes of energy in the body, absolutely. Yeah, and it's very powerful, isn't it? When, when how do you work with people? Do you um, bring consciousness to the blockage or is it more of a treatment that, that people come to? Well, it's interesting because here in Canada, um, I'm a, so I'm a registered traditional Chinese medicine acupuncturist. So, awesome. so we're registered, so, um, so we're, I like I'm part of the medical system here and um, basically it, it's very formal. You know, you come in, you have to fill up medical documents, intake. I have to do um, a medical evaluation from the perspective of traditional Chinese medicine, you know, the whole tongue and pulse diagnosis, yeah. things like that. Um, and then from there, you know, I develop a treatment plan and that includes um, acupuncture, certain acupuncture points, you know, are we, are we, um, you know, clearing heat out of the body? Are we um, clearing wind? Are we, you know, resolving phlegm and dampness? You know, this is all the, the lingo in Chinese medicine, right? And it's very different language than it is in the Western medicine. And, and at the same time, I need to communicate to uh, Western health professionals, you know, Chinese medicine. So just to give you an example, like, a headache, a diagnosis of a, a migraine headache, which is like a Western diagnosis. Well, in, in Chinese medicine, that, that pattern could be like liver yang rising, right? And so our, our treatment principle is to subdue liver yang. And so you have to explain this to, you know, other people, you know, what you're doing. So it's very formal here. Uh, we are regulated and we are registered. Um, and it's good. And I like that. I like that. I like that our, we have a, a, a nice yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good that they acknowledge it as well, and that they take it seriously because it is fascinating and amazing. And I know that I've benefited from it. I, I couldn't fall pregnant because I had, um, you know, kidney coldness in my kidneys, which I, I can't remember the name of it now. But you you probably know the name of it because I was eating too many salads. Yes, yes. So that's what happens. So the uterus becomes cold, right? So then it's difficult to become fertile. Right. So exactly. then we do, we do things to warm up the uterus and in the kidneys, like yin and kidney yang. And yeah, so we can yeah. Use, like moxa question to help warm that up. There's different types of herbs if you're into herbs, you know, in Chinese medicine. So yeah, I, I just love it. You know, um, I've got to be honest with you. I, there was one time that I just went, I love this so much. I want to study it, but I just felt that it was just going to be a little bit too much a distraction from what I was actually, you know, doing but I that's how much I love it <laughs> just like love it so much so is, um, it, is it registered there are you guys regulated there in Australia for acupuncture no, I'm not 100% sure on the actual um 
measures of regulation with acupuncture and Chinese medicine, but we do we do have people practicing it because, but not enough, you know, it's like, what, where are they all? Come on. And maybe we need something more to encourage that. Um, uh, or I also love shiatsu, love shiatsu. And, and you know, um, which is the, it's similar to acupuncture, just people listening who don't know what shiatsu is, but it's, it's basically a form of acupressure um, on the meridian lines via massage. So it's not like a rubbing, it's more like a pressing on, on those meridian lines. And it's extraordinarily amazing. Um, and I always feel like after I've gone to yoga that I don't need, I don't need to do, have a shiatsu massage because I've, I've stretched all my meridians, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's what, you know, we do in Qigong is you're stretching your, your meridians out exactly to increase the flow of energy. And um, like in Chinese medicine, they have their own massage and it's called Twina. So, you know, I've been trained in Twina. So it, it, it's kind of like Shiatsu in a way, like you're pressing on, you know, we're pressing on all the acupuncture points on the body. Yeah. So Yeah, mm. it's, it's very fascinating. And I'm really happy that I, uh, that I studied it because I, I do believe that it's all about energy and um, what I would really like to see next is the school systems to have you know a textbook on their energy system because kids today are learning about they learn about all the other systems like you know the reproductive system the endocrine system circulatory system whatever but there's no mention of the energy system in the textbook and so kids you know when I talk to them about energy and meridians it's like what I don't understand it. So it becomes an educational process. And that's really the fault of the educational system that didn't train the children at a young age that, you know, they're missing out on this part of their anatomy and they should know about it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Because it's all about a relationship. When you're at school, it's all about learning about how things relate to you. Um, like, you, you know, you learn mapping so you can navigate. You, you know, how do you navigate? How do you navigate the world? You learn maths so that you can apply that in daily life so you can actually function in the world. And buy your groceries, know how much you're going to pay for what 10% off is. You know, we learn these things for function and to have a relationship between ourselves and the world. And I think that the, the nature of uh, teaching the ch our children about our energy systems is about so they can have a relationship with themselves and understand more about what's really going on for them. Uh, because a lot of the time they're living in their heads because they don't know how to actually live in their body. And all our energy is in our body. And so if we're not living in our body and we're living in our heads, then we're not actually going to have a lot of energy. We're going to feel really empty or shut down. Yeah, and it's the same Thing with my film feel like you know kids are not taught about their emotions or you know how to use them as a guidance tool or how to you know like what you know the, the clear audience means or intuition means I mean they're not taught that in school so so when they have a feeling they don't know what to do with it and so now we live in a world where everyone you know most people are on antidepressants or anxiety pills because they don't know how to direct the energy of their emotions. Yeah. The thing that jumped out at me, and I, I kind of, I'm a bit reticent to mention it because I really don't want you to give all your stuff away with your movie, but I, I, I will mention it. <laughs> um, the thing that really came to me when I heard you were doing this movie, Phil, was that we need to have an understanding about our feeling reality, like our human 
feeling reality, such as anger and pain and joy and sadness and fear. And we have to have some understanding of what that feels like and, um, and really clear it and get to the bottom of it and process it so that we can actually make way for the feelings that come through and that tell us this is what you need to do and they're those strong intuitive feelings and those strong senses of knowing that we are so clear that because we've dealt with our feelings and we've had made friends with our feelings then now we can move on and really not be in that state of confusion of i don't know what to do but really being that place of i really know what i've got to do and have yeah. that clarity yeah and really that that is that is one of the messages of the film yeah yeah absolutely yeah. have you found that for you too like you've been you've as you've gone in your life like your 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 experiences have have led you to be be more intuitive and um have you found that on your journey oh absolutely absolutely and you know obviously with experience you know i trust my intuition more today than i did you know 10 years ago or, or 20 years ago and i guess i'm so fortunate that to have that background in psychology and have that doctor's degree in psychology i was able to work with my emotions and understand my emotions and clear you know faulty beliefs that were creating those emotions and you know implant new positive affirmations inside my own brain because the brain's like a computer you know just pop in the right software and then you get the best results and so i was able to do that with myself and 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 the more you clear you know those faulty beliefs and those negative human emotional dramas then the more you can access those places of intuition and clarity and live in that different space it, where now you're dealing with more of the subtler feelings that guide you in life. Yes, that you do. You become, I agree with that because uh, you might miss them or if you're caught up in high drama and heightened you emotion, you might actually. You don't even, you don't even see them because, because you're so caught up in your drama and your pain. It's like this tunnel vision, right? That, that's the only place yeah. you're looking. And so there's opportunities all around you, but because you're so focused here, you, you don't even know they even exist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's an interesting thing that um, when we allow ourselves, if I'm just say I have a, something's happened um, and I feel like I've been triggered or what have you, um, instead of my first response, which might've been to react in the past where uh, I, I, I just wanted to get it cleared up straight away. Um, often I'll get that message, just go and have a little meditate, just, just chill, just let, you know, just, just release anything that you're feeling that you've been triggered and may well be, in my case, it may well be even that I've taken on some energy from someone else and I'm, I'm not clear because I'm actually muddled with their energy. Um, and so if I just give myself a breathing space and just step back and, and have a moment, um, what usually comes through is that really like information that is really quite from the level that can see the story of both of us in it, not just me in it or not just the other person, but both of us, like what's going on here in this interaction. And then from that point of view, I, I can drop more into the heart space rather than as we escalate in our emotional reality, we tend to fly out of our bodies and disassociate or we 
we feel like we're not really that grounded. So giving ourselves the opportunity to, to come back into heart space is really cool. And then from there, we usually get a, a high level of compassion with the other person and also ourselves. And then we get told, after we reach that place of compassion, we usually get told exactly what we've got to do next, exactly how to say it, exactly what not to do, <laughs> which is often very important. <laughs> um, and uh, often I find things kind of just work out without you even having that conversation that you even have an intention to have because you've already done the work here and as we're a we, it's already affected that person over there. Yeah, and what a beautiful skill that just described. And, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if kids were taught how to do that at a young age, you know? Oh my God, it's so cool. <laughs> this would be like a great movie, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, when you just talked about, you know, even just changing yourself inside, I mean, that's the whole thing with that, you know, that prayer, Hopo Ono Pono, I love those stories, please forgive me and thank you. You're doing that to change really you. And when you change your field, that field can affect other people. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and um, I, I operate on the principle of forgiveness. It's one of my 12 everyday lightworker principles. But I also feel like when we remove the judgment, we step out of the fact that we have judged someone. The need to forgive is, all, is, is like an energy of peace that we feel from the non-judgment or the remove removal of judgment towards another person as well and so I'm yeah I, I I agree with that because it is really when we remove judgment from another person it's really a gift we give to ourselves because we feel peaceful when we're not judging people let's just face it if we're sitting in front of people judging 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 we're not going to feel cool we're just going to feel really quite ugh. <laughs> so it's definitely yeah as we're saying to someone I forgive you it's like hello, I'm really feeling cool over here. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Yeah, and, you know, I think one of the things that people don't realize is that when you harbor anger or resentment or blame against somebody else, I mean, you're just doing yourself harm, your body harm, because the negative emotions that you're retaining within you, I mean, that creates, you know, metabolic waste acid. And that acidification yes. in the body is the breeding ground for diseases like, you know, like cancer. So that's why it's so important to, yes, practice forgiveness, like right away. Do it right away. Uh, don't wait and don't hold on to those negative emotions, you know, thinking that, you know, oh, you're, you're teaching the other person a lesson. Really, the person that you're hurting the most is yourself because your health is in jeopardy from it. I mean, there's so many studies coming out now which is great showing the mind-body connection, especially like anger is linked to heart disease, you know? So forgive. Forgiveness easily dispels anger. Let it go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big one on, on forgiveness. I actually see a little, I see it when we forgive, it's like a slingshot. It's like we are catapulted into, the, into our future and, and because non-forgiveness is like holding on to the past. It's like holding on to a big boulder that you know, our, our ankle wants to be flown that way, but because of holding onto this big boulder, we can't fly. And, and so when we actually let go and we say, you know what, I'm not holding onto this anymore. I'm actually gonna let it go. I'm gonna release you, I'm gonna stop judging, I'm gonna forgive you. We lift. Yeah, you feel lighter because all that negative energy, it makes you feel heavy. 
it makes you feel really definitely yeah definitely yeah I, I like to say there's no such thing as a negative emotion because we learn from every emotion like the anger I say the anger and it and it creates a certain thing in our body and so it's a gift to us because if we didn't have that then we wouldn't grow the cancer so the cancer is a gift because it's telling us to do something differently do you know what I mean so it's like looking at everything like it's serving us um, even if we don't think it is um, it's serving us to awaken and to come back to our connection with ourselves and with source and, and that higher consciousness as well. And yeah. um, Do Dr. Yeah. John Martini, uh, he was in the secret film and he was in my film, the wellness story. And, and he brings up that point. He talks about cancer in the wellness story film and says something to the effect of, you know, um, from his point of view is that when you're not living in alignment with your highest values, uh, that's when disease such as cancer, you know, develops in your body. So I think that's something, that's what you're saying, basically. Yeah, yeah, because the way I see it, like with cancer, is the cells don't recognise, for some reason, they just don't recognise the, themselves and they start fighting the wrong thing and then, and then the cancer happens and it's like, well, so the answer is to, is to really bring consciousness to yourself, who you really are, um, feed who you really are, not feed who you're really not. Um, because at any, any given moment in time, we can, we can do that, you know, unconsciously. Um, and then we go after the fact, we go, oh crap, you know, I've been doing this and I'm, no wonder I feel terrible and tired and drained and blah, blah, blah. And then we can step back in. So we're always in, I think we're always in that sort of process of what's, what's truly authentically me. But I think once you've been doing it a while, you really don't, when you step out of it, it feels, ugh. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it feels, it's like yeah, when you eat healthy food it, all the time and then now you eat terrible food, your body knows. It's like, doesn't feel right. Exactly. And that's cool because I reckon it, it's like it creates a new normal and you're, oh, I guess, you know, when you live like that for a bit, it really does feel like, you've got that trust that you really always wanted with yourself and you know it's okay i'm not gonna get lost you know but a lot of people feel they can't trust themselves and i'll go okay for a while but then i'll come back i'll just slip and there's that sort of roller coaster all that up and down stuff going on for them but i just want to say like shout out to everybody out there it's just keep being consistently and authentically true to yourself and your intuition, what you know you need to do, plug into that, keep, keep uh, committed to that. Uh, don't worry about how many times you veer off it, just keep coming back because it is like a muscle, isn't it, Lana? It's a muscle you exercise over time and before you know it, you don't even realise you're not exercising anymore, it's just there. Yeah, exactly. It's the invisible muscle, but it's the most important muscle that we need to you know, exercise. And, and just to piggyback on what you're saying, I think another important thing for people to practice, and I know I do it, is, is acceptance. And the moment you practice acceptance, then you live in the now, because I've learned that when, you know, you don't accept things, because, you know, you want things to be a certain way, that's when irritability and frustration and anger and worry happens. But then the moment you just accept life as life, as what life is showing you, then all that negativity just disappears. It's like, oh, then you know what I mean? Like that's peace. When the moment you accept something, 
then you ignite peace within you because when you don't accept it, then you're like fighting against it. Yeah. I was, it's interesting because I was having this conversation um, last week with Lois Rowley and we were talking about traveling feelings and how when you actually allow yourself to say you've got, it doesn't really matter which feeling, you know, a client has, like whether it's anger straight up or fear or sadness or doesn't really matter which one it is to start off with. But if you let yourself travel the feeling and be with it and kind of find out more about it and you accept it, it changes. It's just like magic. It just like transforms itself into something else. And then that next bit, you travel that and you accept it. And it may be underneath that, you know, you accept this is under, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you just keep going and you bring love to everything. I think acceptance is very much from the heart because you are all embracing. And if you bring love to it and you accept it, oh my God, the transformation and then the messages that it unlocks is crazy. Isn't it? It's amazing. Well, that's when it takes you to the new realities. Exactly. That, that have always been here, but we just haven't seen it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot, a lot of people are really scared to, to accept their emotional reality. And, you know, they, you know, the secondary emotional response, which is, I'm feeling angry, but I'm feeling really shameful about my anger so what i'm now feeling is anger and shame not just anger <laughs> oh now i'm feeling sad about my shame because i shouldn't be feeling shame and oh my god where does it end <laughs> i think acceptance is a good one it's just a, a you know a self-destructive cycle it, and and people they need to get themselves out of it yeah absolutely and you know what it it, it may seem hard at first because you know, facing our feelings or facing how we feel about our circumstances may be challenging or, our, or, or accepting our circumstances may be challenging. But I think it's more challenging to, to step into non-acceptance. I think it's more uncomfortable and painful to step into non-acceptance. And that is a choice that we have at any moment in time because we can feel, we can go direct, directly to peace through stepping into acceptance. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Well, sure. It's like if you look at, you know, people who take on the experience of being an addict. You know, I, I never tell someone, I, I tell people, you know, don't call yourself an addict because that's not who you are, right? Like that's just the experience that you're having. Absolutely. And as you know, that, that I am statement is very powerful. So the last thing you want to proclaim is I am an addict you know, you want to say, I am a divine being, I am in good health, right? I'm just having this experience of, you know, being an addict addicted to, let's say, cigarettes. And oftentimes, um, you know, because I help people quit smoking with laser therapy. And, you know, sometimes people say, I just, it, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to quit, you know, and, but that's all ego, you see, because, because there is the option of, of just being healthy. It's available to you right now. You know, you just, you just got to grab it. You know, so when people, it's there, peace is there for you. And, and, and every time people say, well, it's hard, that's resistance. That's just your own ego. That's your own resistance because nothing has to be hard. It really yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I, I was thinking as you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, you could say, oh, I'm a divine being. And I also have this amazing, awesome addiction that is serving me to actually find out how I can be an even more divine being. <laughs> I 
because I'm learning a shitload from this addiction about who I really am. I mean, that would be so cool. <laughs> you know, like let's really own it and then let's be in gratitude for the fact that, that we've created all the experiences that we need to really help us to step into more of who we really are. I know I, you might not know this about Milana, but um, I'm 46 now. Um, when I was in my 20s, I had a, a breakdown in eating disorder and almost died from anorexia and, and, and also had the opposite end of that, which is overeating, undereating, overeating, and I did that. Um, and for 10 years, a 10 or 12 step fellowships and, and, and really dedicated my service to a lot of helping other people as well for, in recovery. The thing that I understand about my eating disorder was all about my relationship with spirit, my relationship and connection with divine. Because for me, it's like, well, I was not really wanting to feed myself properly because I didn't really feel a love connection with source at all at that time before I stepped into recovery. And then the journey of my eating disorder was really stepping into the fact that I am loving myself the way spirit and source loves me because that, that, that for me was a big journey to, to really accept that. Cause you know, when you're talking about acceptance, yeah, you can accept the fact that your eating disorder is serving you, blah, 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 but to accept also the fact that you're stepping into, I'm really learning and owning how to love myself properly here. That's my responsibility. And every choice I make around food, every choice I make around exercise, every choice I make around anything to do with food um, and my body and everything like that, it's all, it, I have to ask myself, is this coming from a place of love? Is this my intention? You know? And sometimes, and sometimes it's loving for my inner child to have chocolate. So just saying. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful, Michelle, that you, you know, you've come to that place to develop that really intimate connection between you and spirit. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, I just, I love acceptance on all forms. You know, we can accept how things are serving us, you know, and we may look at them as dark, but we need to accept them there. But then we also accept the, the message, which could be, you know what, you can have a healthy life right now if you choose it and, and, and to, to accept that as well. So we're probably coming to the end of our hour soon. Is there anything that you wanted to quickly mention to people, how they can find your website, what's coming up, any little announcements, um, when things are going to be launched? I, 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 um, this particular episode is, is airing on the 24th of March, just to let you know so that, you, that you've got a, a reality on it um, around what you're doing. So... Nice. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for uh, having me a guest today on your show. It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed this uh, conversation with you. Thank you so much. It was very engaging for me. So you're just a wonderful spirit. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, people want to check out drlana.com, D-R-L-A-N-A.com. That's where all my films are so they can uh, download them. They're all held on Vimeo Movies on demand. Awesome. We'll support this chicky. She's doing awesome work and it may well be her hobby, and, but it's also spreading love all across the planet and joy and lifting the vibrations. And we all need to get behind Dr. Lana Marconi. Thank you so much, beautiful. Ciao, Bella. Thank you so much.